Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. I really don't like this concept of teaching people to see the person and not the disability. Then why can't people see a person with a disability and not freak out or not feel uncomfortable? You know, it's like that weird backhanded compliment that we get when people say, you know, oh, I don't think of you as disabled because you're my friend or you're really cool or because you're just like me. And can we not be all of those things? Can we not be cool and likeable and people's friends but not also be proud of our disabilities? I kind of hope that we can. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin and from the Brainwaves team we have Rachel and Susie. Hi everybody, I'm Susie and today we're going to have a rather informal discussion about social media, particularly Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and its potential negative impacts on both mental and physical health. Um, In particular, for us, of course, it's mental health. Um, I'm sure, like myself, you find that social media can be lots of fun to use and it can help us feel very connected. It's a great way to keep a a large number of people informed about important moments in our lives and I particularly love the funny memes. Mm -hmm. However, it does have no negative effects and we're going to touch on these today and I'm sure that most people who've used social media would um, have experienced at least one of these impacts. So just last month Instagram changed its format so that only the account holder can see how many likes their posts receive. This is a test run by Instagram rolled out only in Canada, Japan and Australia. There is an argument that Facebook, who owns Instagram, may not have had simply altruistic motives for trialling this. They claim to be trying to increase user happiness. Social media influencers like Kylie Jenner make a lot of money, sometimes in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per post, depending on the number of likes that they they receive. Um, With these changes, paid advertisers may increase on the site as opposed to advertising that, that is not paid for. However, this new format may well increase user happiness. Yes, so I was um, reading an article in Forbes magazine just this week um, and it was written about a study by two eminent London colleges and they were looking at the mental health impacts. Um, They had 10,000 people in the control group who used Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp and Twitter and they followed them for two years and assessed them for well-being during and after the study and for life satisfaction and anxiety. The study found that the use of these sites increased with each individual during the two years, so people were actually um, engaged more often on social media, and it also resulted in increased levels of psychological distress, 
particularly amongst young girls. Cyberbullying, sleep deprivation and reduced physical activity um, being the major causes. The actual outcome of the study found that observing others and making comparisons was distressing. It sure can be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, it also it appears that what you're actually missing out on in real life whilst you sat on social media had a lot to do with the negative effect. So mm. it's what you're not doing. Yeah. Um, but other studies have found that the actual essence of social media itself is damaging. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting topic, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. There's been so many things that have been linked to social media use and negative outcomes. Um, Some of these include depression, anxiety, impulsive disorders, also ADHD, paranoia, loneliness, and um, social media anxiety disorder, which involves impulsive use of social media where you can't go more than three hours without checking it, um, interrupting conversations to check social media, trying to decrease its use without success, Um, It can also consist of reduction of other activities in your daily life or using social media for over six hours a day, the overwhelming need to share things, and also severe anxiety when you can't check your notifications. Yeah, there's lots there, definitely. And I think um, the thing is, too, like we don't realise how easy it is to just be sitting on social media. Like I know for myself, like I can be sitting there and then the next minute, you know, Hours have gone by. by. You know, they often say you go down the rabbit hole. You know, one minute you're looking at a photo of something, and then the next Mm. minute you're, you know, over on some Mm. account that you've never heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so so true. So you've got the waste time factor, but then I think also the the psychological impact that it has on us. um, You know, we were just discussing this before outside about how, you know, we often compare ourselves and what other people are doing, and there's a a really interesting. uh, saying that you know people say it's like don't judge someone by their facebook it's like that yeah we, mm. we only post the highlight reel we don't mm-hmm. you know yeah. we don't post mm. all the things that are going mm. wrong and you know all that sort of thing and it can definitely be a problem it's very contrived isn't it and mm. um certainly it's like a, a marketing um oh yeah medium for all of us um and it can be used as such um, people make a lot of money out of it. But interestingly, um, there's physical side effects from spending too long on social media. The first one being obesity and then all the side effects that come with that, including having a, a stroke, a heart attack and even getting cancer and um, more obvious ones like eye, neck and back strain from mm. sat on your laptop or whatever it is you're doing. Mm. Um, yeah, I read something recently about children developing spurs on the back of their neck from wow, continually really? looking down at their phones. Mm. So, yeah, it's definitely um, having that. Yeah, I mean, we know that, you know, children looking at phones or computers, tablets all day is bad for their development. Mm. But, I mean, it would be having physical impacts on them as well as they grow. And mm. it's such an important time that, yeah, mm. I guess as they grow up in this age where social media is important, they're exposed to using these devices from such a young age. So it'd be interesting to see whether children from different generations, you know, it impacts them more. Yeah, like in 15 years yeah. or something, we have a look back and see the detrimental effects, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to do with, like, I noticed that you said attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. um, hyperactivity disorder, 
because there's this need for constant stimulation mm-hmm. and also like when you, and I'm talking from my personal experience, sometimes when you get notifications it, you feel good and it's because you're getting external validation mm-hmm. and um, also it's probably triggering something in your brain, dopamine receptors or something. Mm. Yeah. 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 I personally find it kind of nerve-wracking when I get a ner- notification because I can't just leave it, like... So I get a little bit worried it. if it's like good or if someone's yeah. left a bad comment or you never know what it's going to be. So it's sort of like it's always in the back of your mind. You can't just forget about it and check it later. I mean, that's personally, but it's like constantly just in the background. It's hard to ignore. Yeah. Well, it's that's why they've developed the little red. It's red for a reason that makes, makes you pick on it. So yeah. that's been yeah. researched. Um, and interestingly enough, just on a lighter note, um, so I think some notifications are worth more than others. So if you get a comment for some, from someone that you particularly admire or anything mm. like that, mm-hmm. it gives you more of a buzz. Yeah. And I, as an older person, I give people filler likes. So I think, oh, that person, I just give everyone a like so <laughs> yeah. that they've always got a background number of likes. Um, but I could be a bit of a sad sack. Yeah, um, yeah and um, talking about sad sack, like the first um, thing Rachel mentioned was depression. And certainly um, many years ago, I actually unfriended every single person individually when I was severely depressed. I didn't know that you could actually um, deactivate your account. (laughs) And whether that was attention-seeking behaviour or um, a cry for help, I'm not sure. Certainly some of my close friends noticed within hours because I was Mm. so active on Facebook. Um, But it's... um, yeah, it's a, a bit sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it can also trigger depression when you see other people getting mm-hmm. more um, positive reinforcement yeah. than yourself. And it's a way to almost like, you know, harm yourself. Like if you've yeah. already got those negative thoughts telling you you're terrible and you're awful and all that, yeah. you know, which comes with depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go online and, and you can absolutely use everything that you're looking mm. on social media to basically reinforce those negative right. thoughts about yeah, yourself. So true. And I actually had this little um, analogy that I used to tell people and I proved it that uh, like on the as a sideline I'm fairly political and um, I post was posting quite a lot of political um, articles and sometimes you can post something personal as well and it, it appears to attract no attention but I had a theory that if I put up a really good picture of a poster poached egg mm. and I actually did I put up this incredible picture of a poached egg um, and I got more likes than you'd ever believe but I knew I would and it's and to me that's trite so it doesn't yeah. fit with my values <clears throat> but um, my experiment worked yeah and whether that's a reflection on society or social media or both I'm not sure and there's also probably that safe thing as well. Like people are more likely to click like on an animal picture or a food photo That's because true. they're not going to offend anyone if yeah, they do. Yeah. And I guess that comes back to, you know, Instagram's change of how, you know, we don't see their likes anymore, you know. Oh, that's do, right. Do you think that's been a positive thing for social, for, you know, I guess our well-being on social media? I think so 100% because then it's not that same pressure to... One, for people to be worried about, oh, if I post this, you know, what are people going to think about Mm. it? People are going to be able to see how many likes I get. Mm. There's always just that constant competition with everyone. Mm. Even if you don't, people might claim, oh, I don't really care, I'm going to post it anyway. And some Mm. people might genuinely feel that way. But Mm. I feel like there's always the thought that they are worrying about how many likes or, you know, the attention that Mm. it receives. So now that if you can't see... Yeah, it makes it easier mm-hmm. to ignore and just enjoy the content for what it is, and that's, that's it. Right. And I, I personally think it's uh, a wonderful 
um, strategy and I wish Facebook would do it as well. Mm, me too. And that, at the end of the day, what will happen then is people who genuinely like it will like that's it. Right. Yeah. And then you find out who your friends actually are. <laughs> that's yes. Right. They're not doing it so that everyone yeah. can see them. You're not getting it. filler yeah. likes from people like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or what I do is often, you know, if someone comments on something that I've done, I feel guilty if I only like one comment. So I have to go and like all the comments. Oh my God, we've got so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't love one comment and like another comment. Yeah. They all have, have to, get, to be equal. If one gets loved, then they yeah. all get loved. And actually this did happen to me once. I gave a birthday greeting to somebody and I noticed that everyone else got like on theirs and I didn't oh. um, and see, funnily enough I think it was just a, an error Yeah. because um, uh, uh, no one would actually do yeah, that, no one yeah. I know would do yeah. that to anybody but now whenever I say happy birthday I almost never say happy birthday, I always come up with a different way of saying it without using those two <laughs> words and if that doesn't get me any attention I don't know what will <laughs> But I think that's it, it's like we worry so much not just about what we're putting out there mm. but what we're getting back and it's like we have this expectation of what we're getting back and if that doesn't get met then clearly there must be something wrong with us Mm. and then that you know and I know when I'm really unwell if I hop on social media it will make me feel a thousand times worse it's like that's right you know my husband will be the first to say put the phone down walk Mm. away come back when you're feeling better now's not the time for Mm -hmm. that so yeah everyone knows that it's just we all choose what to post on social media. It's not r- real everyday life. But no. still, when we're scrolling, it's so hard to remind yourself that this isn't someone's reality. You yeah. know, their life isn't perfect either. But also, I think we should probably allow them to post that highlight as well. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. if you went to someone's house and someone pulled out, pulled out a photo album and was like, you know, mm. showing you the photos of their trip, you wouldn't be like, well, where's the photo where you lost your luggage? Or where's <laughs> the photo where you had a terrible mm. meal? Or, yeah. you know, so I think it's mm. our perception of, of that mm. as well. Like, we're... We're judging them for being happy in that mm-hmm. moment rather than going woohoo and celebrating that too. And I think that's a society thing. Again, mm-hmm. possibly with, you know, those accounts out there that are purposefully made to make us feel like we should be buying something or we should be doing something or and it's just creating that competitiveness. And there is a competitiveness because even when you post something that's banal or if you post like you lost your luggage, there's ways of doing it to attract more attention. Um, Like if you broke your foot, for example, um, there'd be a way of of getting some attention on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are people out there who've really really got a knack to Mm -hmm. be able to do it. It took me years and unfortunately a lot of people unfollowed me in the meantime, but now I can do it. But yeah, it does impact. I've found that it's impacted my mental health and... um, um, I'm particularly um, engaged with Twitter at the moment and sometimes I, I can't stop scrolling. It's mm. like imp- you said, Rachel, earlier, impulsive mm-hmm. disorder. I haven't ever been diagnosed with that, but <laughs> sometimes you just can't stop picking up the phone. And yeah. I've noticed that if I'm in a room with um, my children and their friends, with everyone is on the phone all yeah. the time. Well, in fact, yeah. people my age group too. So I, I sort of make a point if I'm having a dinner or anything I put the phone down Mm. but sometimes I sneak out of the room and check it so (laughs) I do believe in keeping up appearances yeah oh no but that's like what do you do first thing in the morning when you wake up check your notifications yeah but there could be an urgent notification there but how often is there but we justify that how many years did Mm. we go without not having those 
notifications. Mm. Like, you know, know. I've got friends that could sleep through their phone ringing, like their home phone. Mm. They would have had an answering machine. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't rush out of bed and go and check their phone. They might not see it until they walk past it in the kitchen to make a coffee. But, Mm. you know, we have this sense of urgency. Mm. But sometimes, like I was saying when we were discussing this previously, that I always scroll to the end of my feed so I don't miss anything. And the fact is a couple of times um, over the years I have missed something and it was important, a friend who, a young friend who might be suffering terribly from depression and I haven't been there because I'd missed the post and then they take it personally. Mm. And people who are suffering from depression don't always ask for help. In fact, probably less often than more often. Yeah, Yeah. and then often it's more of an attention-seeking behaviour that that, I know I'll be more likely to Mm. do that, like post something vague Mm. or whatever Mm. and then hope to see see if they care enough Mm. to reach out to me and then that gets missed because of algorithms Mm. or whatever and, you know, people are left feeling crappy basically. Mm. What I was saying before about when I unfriended every single friend because I was severely depressed, um, a lot of people wouldn't have noticed because of the algorithms of what goes through their feet. So Mm -hmm. all my close friends knew. Yeah. Um, Because they would have been like, where are her posts? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Did that help you? Did you feel... I did. I felt um, very good, uh, particularly about a few people that noticed. But yeah, you mm. were, it was. I wasn't attention seeking really because mm. you do it a different way. You'd mm. put a post up. You wouldn't sneakily unfriend no, everybody. That's right. Yeah, but I know people who have deactivated their account because they haven't been feeling very mm-hmm. good mm. or they've felt that you know they were becoming addicted because that's mm. a problem too. Like mm. you know, mm. if you can't even sit down and have a meal without checking your social media. Mm. that's a problem mm. you know if you and I even know people who you see them driving sometimes and they're checking Facebook yeah. while they're driving I'm yeah. like what are you doing yeah. like that's another way that you know people could be in danger you know? absolutely yeah. yeah or walking along the street yeah. walking into cars tripping yeah. over yeah they have signs all over um, trams now like on the inside saying you know, watch before you cross because people just be walking on their phones and not paying it's attention. So sad it's that we very have dangerous. to do that. Mm. You know, that should be just common sense. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so I was just going to yeah. say, like, you know, I guess the addiction side of it too um, can cause like greater impacts on. You know, you were saying physically not being able to get out of the house if you, you know, normally you'd be get up, moving, and doing things, mm. and this comes back to not being bored. We don't mm. get bored anymore. So mm. we're happy to just sit on our butts more yeah. and just look at our phone rather than you mm. know, doing all these other things. The other thing as well, if you're not getting out of the house, you're not getting exercise and mm-hmm. exercise helps alleviate depression and also you're probably not getting enough vitamin D, mm. um, which also is linked with depression. They're not quite sure whether it's because... Um, uh, like there's an intrinsic thing to do with vitamin D or if it's just simply that you're not getting out and getting exercise, mm. which is good for depression. So they're not quite sure. The evidence isn't there yet on yeah. vitamin D, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's sort of taking it a little bit further. Yeah, but, no. Mm. And it's interesting because I feel like it's almost like we've come full circle. I know with my kids, they're both teenagers, they almost avoid – they're still on social media, but they avoid the social media that is um, sort of – like looking for likes or looking for recognition or looking for that, they tend to, you know, instead of using Facebook, which is now almost called like the fuddy-duddy social media, Mm -hmm. they're doing things like stories on Instagram and things like that instead where they're not having to worry about what other people think of them. I mean, I'm sure they still, you know, think very carefully about what they're going to post. But, Mm. yeah, it's it's changing. I think they're Mm. more aware of the impacts it's having as well. Mm. So I think it's good that people have that alternative where you don't need to 
invest in making an actual post where you know it's going to get likes and comments and things like that you can still share experiences and Mm. share what you want but not with that you know permanent sort of thing like it'll be gone within 24 hours or you can delete it if something goes wrong and people won't notice as much as with the post um... like on instagram or on snapchat if you have stories you can just see who's viewed it and that's about it but like you won't no one will know what their thoughts if, yeah. are on it basically whether yeah, they approve exactly. or disapprove mm. or anything like that yeah so do you, you think that's a positive thing or a negative thing i think it's better like as in where people have options to post things like that yeah. compared to just making full-on posts on facebook where yeah. you know then they'll get likes for it they'll get comments and it's a lot more thought put into it if you mm. just post stories and i feel like mm. You can sort of ignore that. Oh, like you'll, mm. you'll, some people will be checking, oh, has that certain person seen it? But that's mm. the amount, the like maximum amount of thought that'll yeah. go into it. It's not about how many likes did I get and things like that. Although, so if, if that person's important and they didn't yeah. bother looking at it, um, yeah, that, that could creates other issues. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and what about support? Do you think, like, there's, I've seen two uh, conversations here where there's a lot of people that believe that social media helps people stay in touch and you know those that have issues with accessibility they're able to you know remain a part of a community or get information so Mm. there can be positives to Mm. mental health you Mm. know there's support groups online Mm. in in in, you know i've got friends who Mm. are part of some amazing communities on instagram and facebook Mm. that have really helped them through some really terrible times and on twitter like quite a few of the people in my uh that follow me and i follow are disabled and at home um, so they're disabled, so they've got more time on their hands and they get very engaged politically and so on. It's mm. very reinforcing. And if they're ever having trouble, and sometimes people do, yeah. they'll post it on Twitter and the Twitter community will support them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I guess the Twitter is another one that can be the opposite side of that where you find they might be bullying like and i know twitter's like the, oh, you know, the, yeah. the cesspool of bullying like, yes. you know yeah. it's it's pretty harsh um uh, do you find that with twitter um i found i was saying things that i wouldn't normally say to anyone in real life and i've instigated the rule now that i don't but there are a couple of politicians that are exceptions to the rule in my case <laughs> um but yeah i try very hard to talk to someone as i would in real life yeah because there's a whole way of talking on Twitter that's quite phenomenal. Some of it's hilarious, but I guess if you were at the other end of it, you wouldn't like it very no, much. No, that's mm. it. And I think that's the thing, like, you know, that's the st- you're standing behind the keyboard or the phone mm. and mm. thinking you're big and tough and you can mm. say these things and not realising that your words can have just as much of a detrimental impact, mm. um, you know, if you mm. were to say it in person. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it's become such a big issue too because it allows people to engage more in bullying and, you know, mm. And it's things awful bullying. Like I've, some of the things I've heard people say, like, are, you know, telling people to, you know, kill themselves mm. or do these horrible things or mm. they're jealous of someone or they might find out who their partner is mm. or, you know, all this awful stuff that goes mm. on. Mm-hmm. And that's often the side effect of that person's own mental health issues happening for them, mm. that that's causing them to, you know, reach out and be so destructive. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a negative side to it. Yeah. I mean, there's good and bad to everything. Like, there are a lot of supportive pages out there and people sharing their experiences, you know, as a way to help other people, which I think mm. is really it's good like as getting well. getting their voices out, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, sharing their experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's definitely a different world that we live in, isn't it, mm. now? But um, 
there's good and bad, um, and I guess for people that have problems, there's ways and means of addressing it. As you said earlier, mm. that people sometimes um, disengage. Mm. What did you call it? Deactivate. 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 Yeah, I've done but, that. Yeah. <laughs> and what was? Did you just need a break? Or I just felt like it was so overwhelming trying to catch up on everyone's posts and trying to make sure I was up to date with everything. Pressure, yeah. I had so many other things going on. I thought I really need to prioritize the stuff that's important. You know. Not just scrolling through my feed for hours a day yeah. because I have better things to do with my time. And then while I was off it, I felt so good. I felt no obligation, just not that same sort of pressure and, you know. Do you miss? Like another job? Not being, like having that sense of freedom, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. But then also I realized how much it helps me to connect with my friends. Yeah, like I went back on and. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I'd missed so much of what my friends were up to if I hadn't seen them or, you know, what everyone had been posting so then the whole cycle just started again I panicked I had to scroll Mm -hmm. through catch up on everything and then I feel like I was behind because Mm -hmm. I was liking old posts commenting on old things that you know from a month ago or something Mm -hmm. it's almost Mm -hmm. like we need you know a new sort of almost ethical guidelines or something mm, yeah. on how to use social media and what to mm. do and what not to do you know mm. when's okay to pick it up once mm. when's it when's it all right to sit on your phone mm. when it's not okay and you know when to post and not to post and when to know when you need a break because it's, it's it's not good mm. look there's one thing that i never thought of and it's probably not totally connected but in a way it's like putting yourself out there and that's LinkedIn, which mm, i yeah. don't do um, I set up an account once, but it's not social media, but in a way you make, you're exposing yourself, mm. aren't you, to other people, to a large group of people. Mm. So, well, I know that there are some companies, like I think in my husband's work, that actually block LinkedIn at, the, at their place of employment because they don't want other people, you know, looking for, I guess, other work or that sort of thing or checking that during the day because it's a, it's, it's a problem for people mm. in, the, mm. you know, the employment. Mm. They're continually checking it and looking at it and, mm. yeah, no, it's just, yeah, one of those things. But, yeah, so I guess um, if any of our listeners are having any problems due to their social media use, um, you may find it useful to seek professional psychological help there are addiction specialists available and some of whom uh, may specialize in social media addiction Mm. um thank you uh both rachel and Susie, for coming on and having a chat today it's been a great discussion i could probably talk about this for ever um but you can find more of our shows on our website brainwaves.org.au or on the 3cr website 3cr.org.au or on itunes uh, feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at and thanks for listening we'll be back next wednesday at 5 p.m for another episode of brainwaves on 3cr you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.